The dawn of civilization. Primitive. Dangerous. Exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs... The most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Ah, look who's come out of his cave. This is James from Cave Dweller Music, and I have Brendan, my co-host, with me tonight. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Tonight, we have Steve Miller, uh, Nathan, and Allison from Burning Sister. Thanks for coming on the show. It's good to have you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Good to be here. Hell yeah. So, if anyone who doesn't know Burning Sister, they are a fuzz-piddling band from Denver, Colorado. Uh, do you guys want to just tell us a little bit about your music and what each of you do in the band? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I'm Steve. I... Uh play bass and also do vocals um kind of just got together about three years ago it really started off with just bass and drums for a while while we looked for a guitar player and then i don't know we just try to play heavy music a lot of fuzz a lot of noise um i used to be like back in the 90s really into like the kind of like noise bands stuff like that so i try to incorporate a lot of that um but also I mean, I'm a huge classic rock fan, so some sometimes that comes through, I think. But um, yeah, I mean, that's just basically it. Just been a lifelong fan of music and uh, love listening to it, and now I love playing it. Awesome. Um, and I'm Allison. I play drums in the band. And I'm Nathan. Uh, I joined the band a few months ago now, I guess. Uh, played several gigs with them now, um, but I play guitar for them. Uh, I wanted to talk to you guys, obviously, because you just brought uh, recently brought out a new album, uh, Mile High Down a Rock, came out on November 4th. Uh, and from what I have seen, because for anyone who's listening who doesn't know this, I did PR for the album. Um, and reception has been fantastic. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're super impressed, definitely, how uh, it's been really well received. And even um, like live shows, like people start to know some of the songs from the release. So that's cool. Yeah, uh, it's definitely good. I've listened to it probably oh, five times now. It's good. Cool. It's diverse. It's got, I don't know. I love the, uh, what track is it? Um, Sib and then, um, or SIB. Yeah. Um, and then all of them are really great too, but that one um, and the, uh, the Acid Night Vision. Love that song. Cool. Thank you so much. Acid yeah. Night Vision. If I'm if I'm right, is the first single you put out on the album, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that was kind of a little bit of a turning point where, like, you know, I'm, I personally I'm not like a lifelong musician. Like I've I've had a bass bass guitar in my closet since like I was in high school, but I just got serious about it probably about eight or nine years ago. Um. So yeah, I mean, just that was probably the first song where I like felt like hey, maybe I can write a song and, you know, maybe things can come together. But it's kind of weird because we, I mostly compose things on bass guitar, which, I don't know, doesn't seem super typical, but we somehow make it work. I think it, it kind of works for this style of music. Like, I, there's a lot of other genres you probably struggle with that, but I think with, like, the stoner, doom, fuzz, light and stuff, it makes sense to have a yeah. bass as your foundation. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, love, that. I love bass-heavy bands. <laughs> Yeah, and that's one thing, like, we went into recording, like, that's one thing I like about a lot of, like, the 70s bands, like, especially the three pieces, like, all the instruments kind of have, like, equal weight, where, yeah, and a lot of, like, modern production, sometimes I can't even hear the bass, 
So that's mm-hmm. like one thing I kind of insisted on. And then hopefully it's the same thing when we play live. Hopefully it kind of comes through. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely dig the bass. <laughs> so instrument. Yeah. I know that you had uh, Tad Doyle from Which Ape Studios uh, master the album as well. That's that's pretty uh, big name to have attached to it. Yeah, um, I've I've been a fan of Tad's for a long time. Like, obviously loved his music in the '90s with, with the band Tad, mm-hmm. but also like Brothers of the Sonic Cloth is completely amazing. So, you know, when I was I was actually talking to. Um, um, some dudes in another band and they recommended for mastering either to get um Ted Doyle or James Plotkin. And so I just reached out to Ted and he was like all about it and gave me like a really, really good uh like time frame and where he could turn it over and it just kind of really worked out. That's awesome. So the album is essentially it's kind of like an evolution of your sound over the span of your career, right? I mean, it's not all compiled at one point. This has been written over quite a long period of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it's funny that, like, Brendan, you said you really liked SIB because that, that's probably actually the very first song that we kind of wrote when I was like, I don't know, maybe we could pull off being a two-piece. <laughs> but, yeah, um, and I don't know, like, I almost wanted to leave it off the album because it just, it, to me, it seemed kind of basic and just... I don't know. We we kind of evolved past it, but you know, when I when I do actually listen to it, I was like, "Hey, this is actually pretty cool." Um, yeah, it's so, like uh, it's just a good. It's a good long, like kind of like it's a ride, you know. Yeah, and a lot of that actually kind of came out during the recording process. Like you know, last minute, I was like, "Man, we should layer some like synth into this and and try to build it up a little bit." And I think it really added to the song. Um, but as far as the whole album, I mean, there's there's probably, I think, three tracks on there, like uh, Cloven Tongues. That was a, like probably the second track that we wrote, started working on that as a two piece. And then Leather Mistress is probably the first song that we wrote when uh, Drake joined the band. And then the rest came after that, after we had been jamming for a while. Nice. How long before that did you um that the, between before those songs did you write your EP the the self titled Burning Sister one? Um, actually, like the chronology there's there's a lot of overlap. Like I would say there are songs on the EP that are like later than some of the ones on the LP. Okay, we interesting. Kinda, we just picked and chose. I think what we liked and what we thought sounded good. Um, so yeah, you... they're not very chronological in terms of like where where we are i think you picked well uh because i think that the, the way that you end up breaking them up between the ep and this is it actually feels quite cohesive yeah and that yeah. that ep was actually one of the first full albums we ever uploaded on our youtube channel when we were first sort of starting because that came out the year we founded cave dweller music actually yeah that's yeah that's funny because um yeah because nathan was kind of asking about your background and i was you know we we're talking about cave dweller and i was like yeah man i was like you know they're the first people that even bothered with the EP at all. So yeah, I do definitely want to thank you for that. Of um, course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, definitely yeah. glad we connected there. Yeah. And then of course when you when you announced that you were gonna get into PR, like I was like, hey, I know this guy. He's you know super cool. Dig what we're doing. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, I'm glad nice. you did. It's, it's been a lot of fun working on you with you guys in this. I actually really liked the way that you released the album with the individual singles broken up throughout the year. So 
And I think it's kind of shown that 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 tactic's been done more and more lately, and it kind of pays off because you kind of had some hype on the album leading up to the actual release, where people were aware of the singles, which is is awesome. Yeah, yeah, some of the yeah those singles were pretty well received, but it was also a waiting game because I I knew we were you know we we're kind of waiting on records to be pressed. So right, it was of course. Kinda, you know, obviously I'm a huge Doom fan, so I got a lot of patience, but <laughs> it was just <laughs> kind of really. The wait was almost too much. <laughs> How long was it? You know, I think I think the turnaround was like nine months, which actually isn't too bad. Um, I think there's maybe some places now that are boast boasting like faster turnaround times, but at the time it just seemed like it would take forever. But I also thought if I least release the album now and then wait for vinyl for nine months, like you know, people might might not be as interested. Right. Right. Yeah, no, no, good call. And uh, make sure you save me one of those because I'm going to order one of those uh, as soon as I get paid next week. Nice. I have to own it if I promoted it, you know? That's, yeah. uh, that's, yeah. that's the law, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes a great Christmas present, so you can yeah. get it for your whole family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so just to change uh, gears slightly, we're going to look back a little bit. I want to ask you guys, obviously you mentioned... Uh, Steve, that you were influenced to some extent by noise rock, but each of you, I, I just kind of wanted to ask, like, what influenced you musically, and sort of what, what's your musical background? What got you into heavier and more alternative music? Uh, whoever wants to start, I can start. <laughs> I um, I don't have a huge music background, but I have a dance background. So Steve knew that I could count, and so he figured that I could transition to drums. <laughs> Pretty well, easily. I mean, more than counting. Like, I know you have rhythm. That's. I mean, that's probably more important than counting. Um. So I would say I'm I'm newer newer to the musical instrument, but it's it's just a heck of a lot of fun to play. And then I would say I have been hanging out with Steve for a while, and a lot of my musical um influences actually just come from stuff that he's playing. Okay. Nathan is really thirsty right now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, guitar playing, I've been doing it for quite a while, I guess like 25 years now or something. Wow. Like so um yeah, I screw up playing like punk music, old school metal, classic rock. Uh started on bass and moved over to guitar and played in a bunch of bands and all kinds of bands and it's always kind of gravitated more towards like the heavy side of things but then i've also played in country bands and shit like that too so um what's the most fun to play like a country um, band or like a, a punk rock band huh they're all fun in their own ways i mean yeah. like the guitar playing in country is fun to do but it's like kind of like a circus trick sometimes too um but yeah, it's just I think it's just cool like to play in like bands with cool vibes. Yeah. Just, just walking in with good drummers, good bass players. And I think that's the most that's the most fun part for me. Yeah. And I would say as far as uh getting into heavy music, I mean I've been a music fan. I, I got my first cassettes like in 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 kindergarten and uh kind of my music it was always metal like when I was younger, but by the time I got to high school, it was like really listening to a lot of like industrial music, like Skinny Puppy, Ministry, 
Nice. Yeah, puppy. Yeah, and I, I still love him. I don't. I don't listen to him a lot anymore, but yeah, you know, definitely go see him. I remember um, them in high school. Hang yeah. out with people. Was, yeah, man. Yeah, and other like front two four two, like that whole scene, like really into it. And then all of a sudden, like I think the band that turned it around for me was probably Mud Honey, to be honest. And I was like, man, these guys got it figured out. Like this is really good, and kind of led me into doom because a lot of the mud honey stuff can be pretty slow and heavy too um mm -hmm. and then i kind of just i gravitated towards bass i mean i knew a lot of guitar players like in high school so bass seemed obvious but i mean as far as interest like uh influences i mean listen to sabbath and i mean like geezer totally stands out um mm -hmm. there's another there's a noise band called steel pole bathtub and their bass player had like a really cool distorted tone um and then I really like Kim Deal's playing in the Pixies. It's pretty kind of pretty simple. Um, and then Naomi from the band Galaxy 500 also like really turned me on to bass. I mean, pretty interesting. She plays really high and like really melodic and it's still pretty simple. But I was like, man, that just sounds beautiful. Like I want to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely oh, yeah. that uh, that 90s noise scene has some of the best bass ever, in my opinion. I, I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I've been out of search to try to figure out what some of those guys used and I just I can't I can't figure out. Some <laughs> people say it's like an old like Behringer like DS1 clone or whatever but that's that's doesn't, a, doesn't just ask like that. <laughs> I was talking to someone about this the other day and it's like uh we both kind of came to the realization that noise rock is actually more of a niche genre than metal. It's like uh when you think about it, there's actually a it's actually more targeted to a smaller group of people, and there's there's a smaller fan base in general for noise rock than metal as a genre. Yeah, I I would agree with that. And then there's I mean, some of the bands everybody knows, like obviously like Melvin's back then were I would, yeah. I would consider them a, a noise band, but there's there's so many that are under the radar even now. It's like it's kind of it's kind of a shame. Yeah, and there's so many one-hit wonders. There's just like all these like obscure bands that did like one really good album and then just disappeared. Right. Noise did we lose you guys? I remember I used to um uh, in Unsane was a great band. Oh yeah. I'm seeing them in February, by the way. Oh nice. nice. Yeah, they, that was a great one from back in the day, man. Oh, it's yeah. only four fourteen dollars to see Unsane. Awesome. And I was like, as if I'm not gonna go to that. <laughs> yeah, it's you like, kinda have to. And their their yeah. videos are are crazy. Yes. And some of the album art, they've had some uh, crazy album covers over the years. Yeah. It, some of like the new stuff too, that's like considered noise rock is really good. Yes. Yeah. Like Chat Pile. Yes, Chat Pile is fantastic. Yeah, I haven't checked them out yet, but I know I've, I've heard of them. They're definitely getting a lot of good press lately. Um, if you liked that 90s noise stuff, check out a UK band as well called Dead Mammals. Wait, what's it called? Dead Mammals. Okay. They're uh they're like very much based on that like nineties noise sound stuff. There's yeah. like the, indust the industrial tinge to it. Cool, yeah, yeah. I'm always a fan like of uh you know if anybody, if, especially the bands that can like bring in a lot of dissonance and make it make it sound good and you know not too overbearing. That's always a plus. Yes. Yep. What about um? Do you listen to uh uniform? No, I I never have. Oh really? Okay. So yeah, uniform, the, the dude came originally. I'm pretty sure. I want to say from the the hardcore scene in New York. 
Um, so it's got like a hardcore background to it, but then he, uh, he shifted it to like a noise industrial sort of style. Um, and it's just like really harsh feedback, um, really distorted vocals, super basic. There was two guys originally, but now there's three, um, their album, the long walk. If you're going to listen to anything, listen to that. It's fantastic. Yeah. Last year. Oh, really? I didn't know you saw them live. Yeah. They played with, um, uh, body void and um oh my god i'm blanking on the name they did the album christ fucker um, um is it oh yeah it's portrayal of guilt portrayal of guilt yes so mm-hmm. they did a show um in connecticut and i got to see it and it was awesome that would have been loud yeah it was good <laughs> it's like that uh the show i went to it was um body void primitive man and jarhead fertilizer yeah that was that was a loud show <laughs> yeah. so um yeah uniform well, is good they're like droney too like it's it's definitely neat really good yeah worth checking out yeah it's like super minimalist but also really abrasive um it works okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was gonna like primitive i've seen prim- we've seen i have you've, you've actually seen primitive man too but they're they're probably the most oppressive band i've ever, <laughs> ever oh yeah this. Yep, yeah, yep. It, it's hard to beat that. That is just like a soul crushing wall of noise. I know. Yeah. I felt like I wanted to crawl out of my skin like the entire time. But I, I mean, nice. Really yep. Nice. Yeah, just just the level of like feedback and distortion is insane. And then his vocals are like unreal. The monster. Yeah, I, don't know how he, I don't know how you can sustain that for 45 minutes straight. <laughs> I know. It sounds like it, it feels like it must be like shredding his vocal cords apart it's crazy yeah i'm gonna get to check them uh for the first time live for me uh in april oh nice i'm making that happen what about you guys have you got any shows coming up that you guys are attending or excited about we just played this past weekend we had our uh record release show um and then we're probably gonna cool it a little bit so we can um hopefully record a uh, ep and then just working on some other new tunes as well. Nice. Nice. Now, I guess if something came along and <laughs> it was like too good to turn down, then I would definitely jump at it. But currently not not really looking to play. I mean, that makes Have sense. Got- it, most people kind of tone it down a bit around this time of year anyway. Yeah. But what about what what about like attending? Are you guys going to any shows as like a, a bystander or I guess like a, a fan? Yeah. Yeah, I try to make it out. I, I also I try to make it out to a lot lot more like like local shows and just kind of support because Denver has a lot of like really really good bands and they're all they're all pretty supportive, especially like the heavy bands and then even even some of the bands that aren't as heavy. Um, so I try to take, check out local local bands as much yeah. as I can. Um, as far as bigger bands, um, Sun O in January. Yeah, Sun's coming in January. Nice. I'm still. I still haven't seen them. Oh man, <laughs> but, but Nathan Nathan speaks very highly of their their live uh live show. Yeah, worth worth, it, worth attending, seeing them live. What's that? Is it uh, worth seeing them live? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're into their music at all, for sure. Like seeing it live is like something like it just takes it over the top. So they're yeah. so loud in a good way. <laughs> Like loud is like the loudest you've ever seen. Mm, I don't know. 
It's primitive man is really loud. Yeah, they're pretty freaking loud too. Yeah. But yes. I mean, it's two different kinds of two different kinds of loud there because the like sono is just like walls and walls of sound. Yeah, and then the room's just like full of you know smoke and it's just like it's it's an experience on its own. So. I uh I actually saw a funeral doom band live uh last week and I I never actually seen funeral doom live before I, I know exactly what you mean with like the wall of noise yeah. where it just builds and builds and builds and it actually gets to a point where it's like it's a lot it's like, like oh, yeah man. like messes with your heart maybe a little and <laughs> yeah it feels like it does your, your chest start you get like a heart arrhythmia thing going <laughs> yeah but that's what's cool about it yeah I like it yeah yeah it's a cool experience yeah so yeah. you, you That's mentioned actually happened to me kind of well you, are you guys familiar with the band goya yeah i love yeah. them yeah From phoenix arizona yeah they're, yeah they're really cool they they played denver with uh i think it was in the company of serpents i experienced that same thing like i it was so loud i thought my like chest was like caved in and i was like oh my god i can't catch my breath <laughs> oh, like, yeah. step away for a second but then <laughs> I just got my, used to it. <laughs> i'd love to see them live they're one of my uh like all-time faves i love that those guys yeah they're pretty great harvester bong loads and oh man so good such an awesome album yeah i like uh satan fire ep is really good too yeah that one's good and that then a uh, noisy. the uh forever dead forever stoned yeah or vice versa forever stoned forever dead or yeah i don't know yeah that one (laughs) so good it's so good you uh you mentioned before local bands in denver supporting you and you supporting them so is there anyone that we should check out from denver i was gonna ask that too oh i'm sorry (laughs) no you're good i'll take it back Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a there's a lot of a lot of great bands. Um, I, w- I would say probably at the top of my list would be Never Can Ezzard. Um, yeah, these these dudes are amazing, um, and they've we've been we've become pretty close with them, and they have an offshoot band called Ice Troll. Um, so we've played a lot of shows with those guys, and they're they're super nice, but their music is amazing. Um, they've also just come out with a. a newer album and then they've released a seven inch which is really good um and then i would also highly recommend alamo black which nathan is also guitarist and singer in oh yeah yeah that's actually how we met we actually met at shows like he he came to see burning sister a few times and then i you know i'd go to see alamo black then we kind of just struck up a friendship like that but yeah i'd highly recommend him for me like he's a great singer and they're just like really melodic and pretty, pretty damn heavy too. Nathan, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, the band? You're welcome to plug them as well while you're on here. Oh man, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, me and the drummer Daniel, uh, we moved out here from Nashville about five years ago. So yeah, we've just been we've written a few albums and put them out there, and yeah, we've also done like you know a few tours. We've done like, like we usually do like two weeks on the road. Uh, we just came back in June from doing like uh, Arizona, New Mexico, California, Washington, Oregon. Just did like a two week run, just playing shows. We're in the middle of writing another record right now. We've just been recording kind of song by song and hope to finish it up at the beginning of next year. So, 
Nice. Yeah, awesome. it's it's all like that classic rock, and then also doom because it's still melodic. But then we also like you know try and bring in the heavier stuff and slower tempos in our music. So still the, some of the doom aspect, but still have like our classic rock influences for that too. So. Like um, proto doom type stuff. Uh maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you call it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's hard to like you know. Describe your child. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, his, his the drummer in um, Elmo Black is also in another great band called Hashtunat. Yeah, which they're playing this weekend. <laughs> pretty big show, too. Yeah, they're playing with the Heavy Eyes out of Memphis and Cloudcatcher from here. Yeah. Oh, I know Cloudcatcher. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be a good, it'll be a good show. There was a really good um, Doom, like Stoner Sludge band. Uh, Brendan, what was that band called from Denver? You you wanted to buy the poster. It was like the album cover was like purple and orange. I had a picture of like the dude uh, breaking out of the earth. Do you remember, you know what I'm talking about, Brendan? Um, you were like really into them and then they split up and you were really Earth bummed Diver. about it. Oh, yes. Um, earth Diver. That's it. Yeah. Yes. And we just yes. played with the bass player from that band. He has yeah. another band. Oh, yeah. there's the drummer too. It is, yeah. Oh, okay. and I was in the band too. Yeah, so they those guys are like in a couple bands now. So Earth Diver oh. sadly is no more because they were they were amazing. Yeah. Um, they, they still have a vinyl on their band camp. I want to snag it. I know it was like I don't know if they have any left. Yeah, they they, might. they do not. Oh, they, they're out. Yeah, I'm just looking now. <laughs> they don't. Um, they have CDs, though, Brendan. Yeah, I should do that. I I bought the digital, <laughs> but I mean, I I should really get a physical. That is good. I love it. That'd be a, like it's like a really great like blacklight poster, like from like it'll remind you of like your teenager years, you know. <laughs> yes. Yep. Awesome album cover. I can imagine that, like you know, like like all like raised up in velvety. <laughs> yeah so the the bass player from uh um earth diver he's he's in a couple bands that are both oh. active so lord velvet is amazing and we actually we played a show in laramie wyoming we went like last was that last month two months ago yeah october last month. so we you know we, we kind of want to start playing more regionally so we asked them along and we we played laramie and those guys were amazing and then the drummer and the bass player from Earth Diver in a band called Megatheria, and they're all instrumental and pretty mind blowing. It's like Russian circles, but I don't for me personally, they're better. <laughs> wow, Megatheria. Yeah. So the, I don't. Th they don't have any like recorded output yet, but they we've played. They've played two shows for um, recently. We've oh oh. Oh, okay. Sorry, we lost just lost connection for like a second there. It's back. <laughs> Sorry about that. So yeah, those those are some of the like really cool local bands. Um, there's another one, Electric Condor is really cool. They're a little more like I don't know what you say, Queens of the Stone Age type. Yeah, they're more dancey. Yeah, but oh, that's also really so good. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, puts on like killer performance, and then of course like in the company of Serpents, I'm a huge fan of. Oh yeah, they are good. And that's you know I'm I'm originally from like the Detroit area. When I first moved out here, that's like the first like Denver band that I really got into. Denver scene is just absolutely I love exploded. Oryx. Yeah, Oryx is cool. Actually, 
first time I saw them, they were with with Primitive Man, so it was a pretty intense show. Yeah, he uh, Ethan did a, a noise track on their latest album, or not? I don't know about their latest album. They did release something newer, I think, recently. But um, their album before that, um, he did some some work on that. Awesome stuff, Brendan. I just realized we are past the halfway point. So, do you want to ask your questions? I know you always have a few lined up. Oh yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, we can do that. Um, I was gonna say in the company of serpents, um, I have uh their uh I gave you I think James when we met um their rolling papers. Yes. Yep. You have you have their rolling papers there. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, it's a good band. Um, but nonetheless, um, well, we were talking about Red Rocks. Have you guys played there yet? <laughs> That's probably the funniest question we'll hear all year. <laughs> I wish. No, I, I'd be surprised if I've, if I've, if I'll ever play there. Yeah. Oh, you can do it. Why not? I think it'd be so sweet, right? <laughs> hey, I, don't know, I, don't be... know, I don't know if any doom bands ever played there. <laughs> I don't know. It's usually a bunch of like EDM yeah. stuff and Mastodon has played there. Okay. Mastodon. That's they're, close. They're not doom. <laughs> They uh they just did the South Park twenty five year special there, and uh, <laughs> they had uh, Ween, Rush, and Primus all play together. Huh? Yeah. Didn't, didn't, didn't Matt Stone play drums for for Rush? He did. Yeah. It yeah. was actually it was actually honestly it's worth watching. Like if you don't even if you're not a fan of the show music wise, it's worth watching. Oh, I bet. But I, I love the show. So. Yeah. Who doesn't love that? It's such a good show. It is. <laughs> um. Right on. <laughs> um, well, where's your favorite place to play live? Like your favorite venue? Like, huh? I'm like, I'm gonna defer to Nathan on this one. You've, you've, you've played probably more shows than I have. In Denver, I like to play the High Dive. The High Dive. Yeah, it's a, a smaller, more intimate venue. So I mean, it's, it's still club size. So that way, it's like you know you're closer to the crowd, and they have good sound there they have a cool bar um yeah smaller venue but they i mean they also get a lot of good bands in there yeah too. yeah yeah for sure i've seen like like i've seen elder there i've seen monolord there Ooh, nice. yeah it's like it's just like a good like smaller venue you see awesome bands that nice and i'd, I'd say for me personally that's probably like the we we had you know burning sister has not played there but I'd totally be into it it's a cool place. We can play there. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as like, I don't know. There's there's a place called Bar Bar, and it's it's probably the biggest dive bar I've ever been in, like in any city. But we seem to always play good there. We've had a lot of good shows, but they're currently not able to put on gigs. They're just oh. operating as a bar currently. But Dang. but I've seen a lot of good bands there too. Even some. They they will get banned from out of town, out of, um, but yeah, that's probably I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but we just had a lot of good shows there. And yeah. has our like one of many claim to fame is that we have the longest continuous street in the United States, which is Colfax Avenue, and so oh. it's kind of. I thought that was contested. It is contested, but <laughs> Denver's definitely got it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but it's um it's like a kind of a gritty street it definitely um you know you go far enough back and it had like a lot 
of um, like kind of strip clubs, super seedy places. But now, now I think it's just kind of like this funky, funky street. So I like whenever we get to play a gig on Culpa. Yeah, there's been quite a few gig spots along that stretch. Yeah, a fair amount of small, small venues. Mm-hmm. That's sweet, but fun. Um, d- does the does the cores taste better in Denver? <laughs> Then it yeah, it's pressure. It's exactly like going to Ireland and drinking Guinness. Is the factory tour worth doing? <laughs> I don't know. I've never it's, done it. It is. Well, you do free beer. <laughs> do you like free beer? I do. Mm-hmm. Do they still do that? Yeah. You know, I want to. I haven't done that one. No. no. <laughs> I would be uh, pretty offended if I went on a brewery tour and did not get free beer included. Right. They cut. They cut back because, like in the seventies, it was like you got to the end and you could just—it was all you could drink. Yeah. Now yeah. there's a limit. I wonder why they cut back. <laughs> there was uh, a brewery in the city I went to uh, school in in New Zealand, and uh, at the end of the brewery tour, they gave you thirty minutes uh, to pour your own drinks, as many as you could drink. So that was <laughs> oh boy, a little challenge uh, there. Yeah, people Who's took the challenge. <laughs> That's I do want to do the uh, the Stranahan's whiskey tour there. Like they, um, do you know about that? Yeah, no? I've done that tour. <laughs> yeah, oh, I want to. I want to check it out. It looks good. I like their whiskey. So, yeah, their their whiskey is really amazing. I personally, I, yeah, I love it. But I haven't done the tour. Yeah, I was reading that they do like a you know you can do a tour and you can also do like a private tour and all that stuff. So. Yeah, I was like, I get back out that way. I wanna, I wanna do that. The the last time I was in Denver, it was like peak COVID, and uh, I really wanted to do that <laughs> tour, but they weren't doing tours at the time. So that that was a bummer. Yeah, that is sad. Were they even open? Um, I think they were, but only like you could order and then pick stuff up, like bottles or something. You couldn't even go in or something like that. Yeah. But uh, Denver Brewing Company was open, and I. Spent the evening there. That is a great brewery. Yeah. Did you go to True Brewing? Yeah. That's where you got to go. True, you gotta go to True or Ratio? No, okay. I'm I'm coming down in January again to Denver, so let me write these down. There's like some other like metal-themed brewery. Black Sky? Black Sky Brewery, yeah. yeah oh, I've, I've seen their beer like in Metal California, brewery. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, true Ooh. is probably the better. Uh, well, ratio is really good, but true if you're like true is good if you're like there for the metal beer. Their their beer is the better one. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. True, true is really good. Yeah, and that's the guy from Chemist. Yeah, I think the drummer is the brewer there. Exactly. That right. Yeah. That's sweet. Metal. Yeah. <laughs> this is a cool looking brewery. I'm on their website now. Wow. Yeah, um, they got some cool merch for sure. They do, and chicken, and and chicken. And oh yeah, they got hot chicken now, and it's it's actually amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Several times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like addictive. There's a really cool pizza chain in Oregon. If you ever make it up there, called Sizzle Pie, and uh, they're like also metal themed. They have like a jukebox in the store, but it's all like loaded with punk and metal. And then uh, you can buy merch that has like it's ripoffs of like famous metal band logos, but with pizza. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
and the pizza's fantastic. That's the bonus. The pizza's the bonus, but the theme is the cool part. Well, yeah, now Denver has a Kuma's Corner, which started off it, in it Chicago. It closed. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I was at work the other day, and I was like, it's not there anymore. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. They didn't just move or anything? It's closed? I don't think so. I think it closed. Yeah. That's too bad. <laughs> so if you get a burger named after you, you know you've made it. Hell yeah. What did my mom order? Oh yeah. Yeah, the first time I think the first time I went to Chicago um, with Allison and I met her family. I, I forced them to go to Kuma's Corner, and they were just like blasting death metal the whole time. And then I think your mom ordered like the Plague Bringer or something like that. I don't know. It was just kind of a surreal experience, but they all seemed to enjoy it. <laughs> Was it a bunch of like Rocky Mountain oysters on pizza? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Always well, what's, <laughs> what's uh yeah, Brendan, do yeah, that's a good question. Uh, what 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 about what is like quintessentially Denver that people need to try when they go there? Well we, it, well the Denver omelet, right? I did have that. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. We're all transplants, so it's kind of hard to say. Have you guys uh, done the the Rocky Mountain oysters? I haven't. I have not. I I have not either. No. I mean, it's like why 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 is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah. You're not supposed to waste any part of the cow, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like we can waste that part. We don't. We right? don't need to eat it. <laughs> you can use it for something else. I don't know what else you can use it for. But... Hacky sacks. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Problem solved. You don't have to put it in vegan hacky sacks. <laughs> it's anti vegan. Wait, you're right. Anti <laughs> vegan hacky sacks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh lordy. Well, yeah. Where where uh where where do we go to eat when we uh, come and visit? That's a tough one. <laughs> I actually, I actually do a ton of cooking, so I don't usually so eat out of your house. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I, I said, what are you cooking for us? <laughs> well, if it's the summer, we'll definitely be grilling. If it's uh, the winter, I don't know, eggplant parmesan. Nice. <laughs> There's like a ton of really good like taco and breakfast burrito places. I'd say like, yeah, you've got to do that while you're here. I uh, I live in San Diego, so I'm all about. The tacos and burritos so i would definitely oh, yeah. try some of those mm-hmm. yeah there's usually i'm in uh connecticut so there's like usually like there's like okay you know tex-mex places and whatnot there's like a couple places that do some awesome tacos and but they're like you gotta i gotta drive like a half hour to get to them each you know so it's like uh <laughs> but when you're there it's so good they're awesome yeah people drive half an hour to tijuana to get like the authentic tacos i mean yeah <laughs> that'd be nice <laughs> straight from the sauce yeah i would say the thing i miss the most um growing up around detroit is like really good mediterranean food all right that's that's what i would like there's, like there's places here that and... people say there's places here that people say is like good but it's like not even in the same same ballpark yeah it's like it's edible, but it's not not nearly the same. Brendan, you got uh yeah anything else there? Uh I think we're good. 
Ooh, so, okay, we have a question we sometimes ask people, and it's a tough one, and it is going to put you on the spot. But if you could uh, play support oh, yeah. for any band, uh, alive <laughs> or dead, who would you open for? Oof. There's a lot to choose from there. Yeah, it's a toughie. <laughs> so anybody in history, huh? Yeah, that could be currently active or or deceased. I don't know if I want to get too greedy. <laughs> <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, yeah, I could say something like that. I mean, it's cool to play a show, but then it's, I don't know how cool it'd be to play a show and then get blown off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. I would I would pick something like at least some sort of realistic. But yeah, I mean, one of my favorite bands of all time is uh, I mentioned them earlier is a noise band called Steel Pole Bathtub. I think that would be amazing because they're I mean also a three piece, kind of noisy. Some of their stuff's kind of slow and heavy, but also like could be really abrasive and kind of kind of trebly as well. But I mean that that would be like a that would be a cool gig for me, anyways. Nice. Anyone else have a preference? Typo negative. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? I think it'd be hilarious and cool to see Peter Steele play. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't have picked I wouldn't have I, I wouldn't know. have thought I just, that was on your radar. Just, yeah. I've just been listening to typo a bit recently. I'm like, man, that guy. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, nothing. It's definitely like a hate it or love it type thing. Yeah, I've tried. Like, what what would you recommend? Um, Give me one album. And I'll I'll listen to it again. I mean, October Rust is okay. Is the one that's like there. I feel like that's the one. Okay. Yeah, that's my favorite that. too. I mean, yeah, it's there's a lot of good songs on there, and there's I don't know, they're doomy, right? Yeah, for sure. They're like gothic doom rock bunch yeah, of stuff. Just. Lots of tongue-in-cheek stuff. <laughs> Have you ever listened to his uh, previous band? Carnivore? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that stuff's great. That, that good he's like throwing it's... up into the toilet and shit in one of the songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that stuff's aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it's his, that first band is like, yeah, it's crazy like how that was. And then like, I guess there's still some of that going on in Typo Negative, but it's like. More than that. More on the early stuff, like those first few albums had a bit more of that like aggressive edge to it. And then they kind of mellowed yeah. out as they went on. Yeah, sure. But yeah, yeah, my brother and I, whenever we played in a band together, that was like typo negative and carnivore was a lot of like the road music that we had listened to. Nice. Okay, so I'll ask the, the question slightly differently this time. It, reasonably speaking, if there's a band that's currently active that you could see yourself maybe playing with, like who would that be? Is something that you like that you'd like to play with that's currently playing? That's a good question. Ohm. Oh, that is a good one. Oh, uh, yeah. I think like playing for like opening for Ohm would be a badass, like just mm. experience. And then also just I love, I love their music. But then also feel like our, our sound would mesh pretty well with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I would say it would be awesome if Slomatics asked this. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge Slomatics fan too. That would be actually super cool. Yeah, those guys definitely they've got their sound dialed in and yeah, those guys are amazing. They really are. Uh, I love that. Like when you say I want to steal that one, the first thing <laughs> that came to my mind though was Windhand, but 
Like I would say, like wind hand or slow Maddox would be cool. Uh, wind hand would be good, but slow Maddox I think would be more fun. Yeah, yeah. Those... Always like them and like Domecraft. I feel like that was, that's always that's a good band. Yeah, that was a actually a really good split record. Really complimentary. The one with, yeah, uh, it was really good. Did you like the one with uh, Yana Mama as well? Um, no, no. That was a. I think that was a seven inch. Yeah, it was, it was seven inch, but oh, yeah, okay. still same band uh, or somatics, but yeah, and I thought it was interesting that Domecraft played uh, was a stereo lab cover. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was definitely good. Oh, I actually missed the Stonecraft one. I didn't even know they did this. All right, oh I've man, listen. James, listen to it. It's good. I've got listening for tomorrow. Then there we go. My uh, my my seven year old son loves Stonecraft. I really like that last Doncroft album, the one that they did, um, the full length, but I haven't heard this. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, was that End of Electricity or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. Uh... Yeah. A few years ago, we went, we took a trip to Ireland. And uh, for some reason, I had it in my head. I was like, oh, it would be super cool to see a Slowmatic show. Did not end up happening, but we did go to a, a pretty cool show with a band, uh, Venus Sleeps. And they were really good. And I, I think they have a like a newer record as of a couple of years ago, but that's a band worth checking out too. Awesome. Mm. Oh, I got if you could have anybody uh guest star in your band, who would that be? It'd be cool to have Tony Iomi lay down a solo for sure. <laughs> I mean, if Candlemask can get him to do it, why can't we? <laughs> well, you guys right? need some you guys don't have an NFT, so yeah. <laughs> I have uh, two more questions for you before we wrap it up. Uh, one sure. is, as far as albums this year go, uh, what have you all enjoyed? Like, what, what are your top listens from 2022? That's a very good question. There's there's actually been a ton of good music coming out this year. It has. Um, it's been crazy. Yeah, the first one that jumps to my head is uh, Shroom Circle. They're a little bit kind of like Wind Hand, maybe more like a cult. Their 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 album's pretty cool. Um, and I think what else that's really jumping out at me. <laughs> oh man, the Mesa album's pretty good. Probably not quite as heavy as their earlier albums, but that's a good one. I think you might have a stump on that one. Yeah, I'm <laughs> really bad about listening to new music. <laughs> I'm not listening to a lot of old music recently. I have on, so, I was actually listening to uh the uh new Smashing Pumpkins album. Are you good? It's all right. It's got its moments. <laughs> I did I did check out the first single and then I was like, kinda almost sounds old school, but not quite. Yeah. I mean, it's worth a listen. Check it out. Like I said, it's got its moments. I feel like that's most Smashing Pumpkins albums though. Yeah. Apart from uh like Melancholy and uh yeah, that album Cold I Blues. feel like is awesome, but but yeah, they for me for me personally they kind of died after Siamese Dream. Yeah, but and I I still think Gish is like an amazing album. It is. Well, you said you listened to some older stuff. What what have you been listening to lately? Um, just old country, man. <laughs> nice. Yeah, just a lot of old country, like old Willie, old Waylon. Nice. And, Always like that. The butchers and the builders. Oh, I love the those guys. And the butchers. Yeah. Builders and the butchers. 
Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Which is in the builders. Yeah. And I've, I've actually been revisiting uh, Low quite a bit after the death of Mimi Parker. Um, kind of missed out on probably their last several albums because they just kind of fell off my radar. So, kind of getting into some of their later albums. Yeah. Um, I think Things We Lost in the Fire is kind of where they kind of tapered off for me and just kind of got into other sounds. But yeah, there's a lot of good music in there for sure. That last one they did, Hey What, in like 2021 was pretty good. Yeah, that one is the hardest for me personally to like wrap my head around. I'm still, I don't know, I'm still into like guitar music and stuff like that. So that one's a little bit, I'm starting to warm up to it. But yeah, that one's like kind of cool and <laughs> really different. It's very different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, just, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. There's just a few bands that are like in constant rotation. Like we we're talking about Slomatics. I mean, I probably listen to those guys weekly, and I think they're almost done like wrapping up recording a new album. And then I know actually the, the latest Conan album is really good too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's fire. You know, it's kind of crazy. I mean, all their stuff is kind of samey, but they. This this newest one's a little kind of special. It's a little yeah, it's really good. It is. That first single they put out, like I've listened to that so many times. Yeah, is that the the one with the have you seen the video for that one? Yes, with the mountain faces and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, that's the one. That's a super cool video for sure. It is. So my last question is uh anyone who's listening at home, is there anything that they should be checking out of yours? Any Thing they should be looking forward to um what what should they be doing um yeah i mean just on the horizon hopefully we'll have a ep out and then hoping to actually get a single out by february and it's going to be a cover tune and uh if all goes well we're gonna hopefully press the cp on 10 inch 10 inch records um and then anybody who's out west, I don't know, next year, personally, I just want to start playing more regionally, just like one-off shows and maybe playing Denver a little less. But nice. I would say those are probably the biggest things. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on the show. And again, congratulations on how well the new album's been received. Um, once the next album comes out, we'd love to have you back on to talk about that one. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, thanks for having us. Appreciate it. And everyone listening, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we have another guest next week.